Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Nice. Oh, man, I don't need these pants anymore. This is going to be a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going in the podcast. <laughs> the guys can't save you from a 45, bitch nigga. <laughs> also going in the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like the podcast, feel free to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com or drop us a line, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 12th episode of Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. We're so happy to have you with us. We are a dozen episodes in. That's pretty exciting. Not a baker's dozen, because how much is a baker's dozen? I think a baker's dozen is 12, isn't it? Is it 12? All right, well, we're a baker's dozen in. We're delicious, is what we are. And as always, my name is Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. Hello, hello. So, uh, how you doing, Savage? It's been Come a on. while. How we, how we doing? You got a new job? You're back in the, you're back in the saddle? You got a, <laughs> an earlier uh, schedule? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. I'm working for a corporation. It's great. There's tons of paperwork, but I spend less time at work, so I like it. That's good. That's the good stuff, man. So, so yeah, so today some things you can expect from us. We are going to talk about the 25th anniversary of Arc Systems, one of the greatest companies in the world. We are also going to talk about some big news. Injustice is actually getting added to the EVO 2013 roster. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Our main event, our main topic, is we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to talk a little bit about how you would go from being a casual player to being a pro player. Some of the things, if you were serious about making money, playing video games, what you need to do to make it happen. And this week, our character of the week is Phoenix. From yeah. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> God, just, just saying that name just upsets me. Even, even in the comic book sense, I'm like, stop bringing that bitch back. I get it. It's in her name, but I'm over it. <laughs> but she's so awesome. Yeah. She's yeah. so awesome. You know, I'll save it for when we talk about her, but I have so much to say about Phoenix that sadly is very negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it. Uh, I'll save it. Well, so... First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, remember, we're on iTunes, and we need your support. We need five stars, we need reviews, and we need you guys to download us, subscribe to us, and listen to us. Because, you know, we do this for you guys. We don't do this for us. Well, we do do this for us. <laughs> Let's be real. We do do this for us. But we also do it for you guys. You know, we love you guys, and we want to make sure that we are providing an optimal experience for you. So you need to lie to us and tell us it's five-star worthy is what it really is. 
So, uh, so yeah, so give us five stars, give us reviews. And if you want to check out our website again, it's keepitclassy.podbean.com. And if you are struck with the compulsion to speak with us, to reach out and touch somebody, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. And not only that, we've got a Twitter account now. We're all over the place. You can't get away from us. <laughs> We're all fucking up in your face, man. And our Twitter is at classypodcast. I have no idea how we got that name, actually. I, I could have sworn it would have been taken by now. There's tons of keeping it classy people on uh, on Twitter, but no classy podcasts at Twitter. I feel like we're going to get a lot of people who are, like, looking for something different. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, classy podcast. I'll follow that. That sounds good. Oh, my God, this is not a classy podcast. <laughs> this has nothing to do with, like, drinking scotch and... Enjoying like a fine wine while watching opera. This is this is experiment. I am usually drinking scotch when we do this. So that's right. This is our first. Uh, I hesitate to say sober podcast, but it, it's our first uh, <laughs> during the day podcast. Normally we're in the it's in in the evening, but uh, this one we're doing during, we're recording during the day. So we'll see if that changes the dynamic a little bit. All right, so. Oh, I'm so stoked. Let's get started here. So, Injustice, we we talked last episode where we had some mixed feelings about, we loved Injustice, but how it is now and whether it should be in the EVO 2013 roster. But, you know, we've been going back and forth because I was like, you know, NetherRealm needs a flagship game to be at EVO, and I made the prediction that Injustice would be there, and then I was like, I don't know if it's the right thing, and this, that, and the other thing. But for good, for better or for worse... Injustice is added to the EVO 2013 roster with a $5,000 bonus pot. Oh, yeah. Like, they are in it, and I love it. I love the support that NetherRealm is giving this game. Like I said, they, they're like, this is our game. Here you go. You know, like, you play it. Play it. It's awesome. And, and that's what we've been advocating for a long time that companies do. I mean, right? Yeah, no, like, NetherRealm has always been, well, in Capcom, because they did a lot, Capcom did a lot of that with Street Fighter X Tekken, but NetherRealm was the first time I really noticed, because I'm like, no one's going to play Mortal Kombat, and NetherRealm was like, here's an extra, like, couple grand for the pot if you put this, put our game in your tournament, Yeah, and they did that for Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, they're totally going to do that for Injustice, but... What, what I like that they did about Injustice was, like, uh, they're supposed to be letting their testers play in the Evo for this tournament, too, right? Uh, yes, that is the, that's the other thing. Is uh, Well, first of all, NetherRealm is going to be the only company other than Capcom to have more than one game on the main roster at this tournament. That's first of all, which is really, really cool. That's actually pretty awesome. And second of all, uh, yeah, they're allowing the game testers, because the game... Uh, has only been out for such a short amount of time, and you know they want to have a pretty diverse player pool. They're letting the game testers that tested the game, who are obviously play it nine hours a day for a job, to come out, play the game, you know, in the tournament, and let them compete. I think that's brilliant. I think that's an awesome idea. Uh, now here's here is my last episode. I said. I don't know if I would like to see this at Evo. I said I love this game, and I think it's the best fighting game I've played in a very, very long time, but I don't know if I want this at Evo right now, because right now, uh, 
there's the 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 feel of the game there's a lot of projectile spamming and stuff like that that happens in this game that has given that gives players success from a low to medium level of play now granted they've been they've released many patches for this game balance and otherwise since it came out like they released their first balance patch a couple of like a, a week ago and the game's only been out for a little under a month like they're they're all about making this game as as awesome as humanly possible but I, I I don't want to see projectile spamming bullshit. So long as to say it, you don't want to see Deathstroke win the five thousand dollar bonus pot. Well, I don't want that to be the dominant thing in the like. If we see six Deathstrokes, a Superman, and a Batman, like I don't think that's going to be. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's why it's important they got the testers in there because clearly yeah. the testers found a way around it. <laughs> yeah. And they're going, because otherwise there's no way Deathstroke would have made it <clears throat> to the finished product, project, I mean product, the way he is, if the testers didn't find a way around it. And, like, a lot of people make a good point that most of the time you forget to use the environmental shit because you're not used to dealing it, yeah. I'm dealing with it. Like, so, like, there's a lot of times I'm like, man, if I had thrown a chair at that asshole, I would have been okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. The one thing, the one thing that irks me about a lot of the character, like, for instance, I play Sinestro and Joker. I'll get to that in a second. But I play Sinestro, and Sinestro is a zoning character. But you have to be careful about which 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 one of his zoning abilities you use, how you use them, because if you do it at the wrong time, it's very unsafe. Someone's going to fuck you up. But with Deathstroke, you can just spam and you'll be okay. And Superman. Superman. Yeah. Oh. You know, Superman, what kills me about Superman is how, like, he'll fight, he'll fight a normal fight, and then once he gets the life lead, he'll just spam his eye beams. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh, you're just, you're just terrible. You're a terrible person. <laughs> he'll just spam the eye beams and dash around. But, what, I don't know. Like, my, my, my complaint is, is that uh, there's too many characters that can zone and rush down rather well. Yeah, well, and and you know what it is, too? Like, I think you made a good point that having the testers in there means that, like, the guy who was testing Solomon Grundy is might be at this, you know what I mean? Was Might be at this yeah. table. The guy that played Grundy every day, nine hours a day, while he was, you know, he'll be at that tournament. He's not going to play Deathstroke. You know, you'll you'll have some cool diversity I I am afraid of having an arcade edition, uh, an arcade edition situation where you have like six yuns in the you know in the top eight. Like we don't we don't want that because I but the reason is is because I love this game and I want to see it be successful. But at the same time, there's no real solution where you can't just not put it at Evo because they need to rot. Like it's gotten a really the community has really responded to this game in a very positive way. And, uh, you know, so it needs to be at Evo, and people need to see it. But we need to do something, and I think having the game testers and doing the balance patches every month and so forth up until Evo is what needs to happen if we're going to see some really exciting play in the top eight once it gets there. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's... I'm excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm positive these testers have found ways around all the cheesiness 
that um that I've been putting up with on the internet. Yeah. But I have to say, I gotta put this out there before we get into everything else. <laughs> I gotta say, the community online for injustice yes. Yes. has to be some of the trolliest cocksuckers <laughs> I have ever dealt with outside of Arcana Heart. And Arcana Heart was pretty bad because I had to compare that to League of Legends, okay? <laughs> like, you should, I wish I had recorded the conversation because I'm just talking to my buddy on Skype while I do some matches, right? And it's like, all right, this is, this is cool. Let me go up against this guy. Oh, what's this guy going to do? Oh, he's going to try to do a mirror match. Whatever. I ruined him. I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. He sent me hate mail. I'm like, damn. He's like, I hate fighting scrubs like you, noob. And I'm like, but I won. And then, (laughs) and then I start playing some more matches. And first of all, I got to say, this Aquaman, I wish I had written his name down. He kicked my ass. Like, it was brutal. It was, I didn't even have a chance. I'm like, okay, maybe that combo starts low. He's like, no, you're not going to figure this out. He just beat me to death. Just ruined me, fed me to a shark. I'm like, all right, all right, this is, this is nice off to a rough start. And then from that moment on, everyone got progressively trollier and douchier. I had like, for instance, Superman, he just shot lasers at me until I died. He chipped me out. It almost ran out of time for how much he chipped me out and ran from me. And I was impressed because I'm a zoning character. I tried to trade, like, I was playing Sinestro, trying to trade rocks with the dude. It was like, no, no, I'm Superman, bro. You're just going to have to take the lasers and die. <laughs> yeah. I had Batgirl hang me and then just run away from me and throw bolas at me until time ran out. That happened. <laughs> I just, I was, it was just insane. And so I'm like, at this point, I'm sitting there trying to play Sinestro and like, I'm just, tr- I'm just trying to learn how to play. But oh man, and this Bane, this Bane just killed me with three moves. His charge, his body slam, and his, and his kick. He never threw me. He just jumped and did the body splash. Like, yeah, bro. Luchador for life. And then he just kicked me with his low kick and he charged at me and I died. Three moves. This guy made it a point to only do three different moves and he beat me with Bane. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and also, like, when I play, I get, I average between two and four rage quits every single time I play this game. Every single time. People, I'm like, dude, it will take you less time to just take the loss. Obviously, you're used to it. And then just rematch, then it takes you to turn your game off and then come back. Because you have to literally quit out of the game. Like, you have to go to the PlayStation menu or turn your system off or whatever and then reload it. But they didn't want to give me the satisfaction of <laughs> them. So they would just turn their systems off or quit out of the game or whatever. And I just, what? Like, yeah. it's, it's like 15 seconds, okay, and you're dead. Or you just unplug it and wait for two minutes to get another match. You know, like, it's... I, uh, yeah, and, but anyway, the, but I love it. I love it. Like, I eat that shit up. No, whoa, see. Like, you were my power. Boogada, boogada, you're dead. Rage quit. Cry more. That's why I'm like, fuck it. I'm, dr- I'm gonna put Sinestro to the side. I'm gonna get Joker. I'm gonna start knifing the fuck out of people and telling jokes. Cause I'm like, you know what? 
Fuck it. Is there, you know what it is? Because everyone sees Sinestro, and they immediately get angry. And I'm like, I'm not Deathstroke. I can't just sit in the corner, hit my trait, and then shoot unblockable bullets. I can't do that. It takes some skill to do what I do. It's like, I, I didn't sit in the corner and shoot bullets at you. I punched you in the top of your head and impaled you on spikes. I put work in, but no one respects it. So I'm get the Joker. I'm going to throw some teeth. I'm going to knife some bitches. I'm going to do that until it works. Because I'm so angry. There's just so many trolly cocksuckers playing this game. I just can't take it. I do love the rage quits. Nothing's better than taking a guy's whole life, like first life bar with Sinestro, and then having him rage quit. I, I do love that. But no. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it anymore. I need to just ruin people with the Joker now. It's, it's a thing. I'm going to get my tourist outfit. I'm going to shoot bitches in the spine. I'm going to fuck them up. Yeah, there you go, man. So, yeah, so we're hoping Evo is going to make a good showing and it's not going to be a lot of rage quitting and weird projectile spamming. But I, I think it's going to, I have faith in Netherrealm. I think they're going to do a good, good job. And I think it's a brilliant move putting game testers into this game. Uh, so yeah, so let's move right along. So Arc Systems, they recently did a 25th anniversary, like 25 years, Arc System games, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and it, for those of you who don't know, okay, if all fighting games aside, these guys did Double Dragon, they did Battletoads, alright? They did Battle Fantasia, like, okay? <laughs> They've done some really fucking crazy good games. Fist of the North Star, like, yeah. They've done some awesome games. All right, and they do twenty, and they they've had twenty five years of do of making video games, and they had a big big event. It was awesome. If you want to check out the vods, you should check them out. It's all in Japanese because it's it was in Japan, but it's cool. Like you watch the tournament, they do Persona Four tournament, a uh, Guilty Gear tournament, and a Blaze Blue tournament. They were all really really cool, and then they had like a K pop rock concert on the stage, and they did it in the stadium. It was fucking awesome. It was the way that fighting games should be celebrated. You know what I mean? They take it seriously, they make it an event, and they just they just do it, and they fill the stadium with people that love it. You know? You know, I, I wish I spoke Japanese, because I wonder <clears throat> if they had a fat guy in a hoodie commentating. This. <laughs> I feel like the Japanese are too polite to do that, so I feel like it would still be rather civilized. I didn't see any of them updating their Twitter while they were doing their thing, so pretty sure we're good. Uh, but yeah, so, so let's talk about some of the things that Arc System, uh, has, has really left with the community. Cause they've done, their, their three big games that you're gonna recognize are gonna be Guilty Gear series, the Blaze Blue series, and the, um, the, uh, Persona 4 series. What has set these games apart, and really set this company apart from other companies since they've been out? You know oh, what I'm shit. They're like, like they always like they they may not take original ideas, but they use them in innovative ways. If that makes any sense, like they they like they didn't come up with just defense, which is one of my favorite uh, defensive mechanics. They, um, I mean, I think uh, SNK came up with that first, where you if you block at the last second, you'll block faster and get some health back. I'm pretty sure that was SNK that did that first, right. but they took it. And just took it and put it in their games, and it's just fucking awesome. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> it, you know, and they, they always 
one, they always, always have unique characters, which can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because with Street Fighter and most Capcom games, if you like, <clears throat> if you like one character, there's like five other characters like that person you can use. But like in a fucking Arc System game, if you like one character, there is no one else like that character. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating where you're like, all right, I'm tired of losing with this character. Who else do I know how to play? And you look at the roster, you're like, nobody. Uh, <laughs> you just, you're like, well, let's fuck around with this dude because I don't know anything about him because they're so different. Yeah. Well, and they, and their characters come from really awesome play. Like in Guilty Gear, all of their characters are based off of heavy, like heavy metal and rock and roll songs. And they were just taken and and made into into these fighting game characters, and it was awesome. And they all had, you know, they all have really re- like when we say unique, we're talking like chick that fights with an anchor and summons blue whales versus a gay dude that fights with a pool cue and shoots explosive pool balls at you. Okay, they're both characters in the same game. There's also the uh, the. Asexual kid in a nun's outfit that fights with a teddy bear and a yo-yo, and there's a vampire that fights with smoke from his cigarette. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate that dude, man. When he blocks, it's so badass. He just puts one hand up and like slaps your attack away. It's pretty <laughs> <It's really> sweet. <laughs> like, dude, come on. And when you beat him, he doesn't. He doesn't die. He just lays down like. <sighs> and he like kind of puts his head in his hand, and he's just like, I don't really. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like you douchebag. Yeah, it's so, it's so ridiculous. I love it. I but love. Ev- oh, mm. I'm sorry. You were saying? Uh, no, but uh, the point is, is every one of their games, which is you know, like with Capcom, you're gonna run the gambit with a lot of whether it's complete or incomplete, and most of the time it's gonna be incomplete. Spoiler mm. alert. But whether it's good or bad is another thing, too. But if every Arc System game, you're going to have a complete system, okay? You're going to have a system where you've got all of your characters. We talked about it in a previous episode where you need – every character needs a fundamental set of tools in order to compete. And then you just use character creativity to expand those tools and add to them. But everybody needs basic tools, their, all of their games, every single character will have one of will have those tools, always. Every single one of those characters in those games, you can pick it up, and you're not going to be chewing on that apple and reach a rotten core. You can make it work with any character in any of those games. Like that's 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 the god's honest truth. Yeah, but okay, let's not let's not say that it's perfectly balanced. No, no sometimes that's not you're going to have a harder. A harder time, but as Sparks showed, if you have the mind of a serial killer, you can still make Hockman win Evo. So yeah, like, you can take any character and you can be successful with them. You're not going to just have like, for example, like we talked about Q in Third Strike. You're just you're just going to plateau with him, and you're not going to get any better. And you're just not going to win against a young. You're just never going to do it. You know, it's just not going to happen. Um, so, you know, it's, their, their rosters are always, they're not balanced, uh, as, you know, they're not, well, they're not perfectly balanced. They are pretty well balanced, but all of the characters have what they need to succeed. So you never really feel like your character just straight up sucks. You know, you feel like your character's good, but you're just letting them down. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, man, this character's really. I'm like, Tager's so cool. I just, I'm letting you down, man. I can't. I'm sorry. You know, I I can't get that weird fucking throw loop going, and I I don't have as many shenanigans as I should, and. You know, it's it's you, it's it's me, dude. It's not you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I have those moments every time I play Carl. Like, I'm sorry, sis. I just <laughs> told you to do this instead of that. I panicked. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, sitting so... in the top hat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you know, but Arc Systems, all these games, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, uh, Persona. You pick up those games, you're gonna have. You're going to find some really, really cool cast of characters. And all of the things, all of the tools that are in that those games are balanced in such a way. So, for example, in Persona 4 and in Blaze Blue, for that matter, everybody has a way, everybody has a reversal, everybody's got an anti-air, everybody's got a way of dealing with projectiles, everybody's got a, day, a way of dealing with people who block recklessly. You know, everyone's got some cool wake-up options. Like, there's... There's something for every, every one of those characters. Every character has one of those tools in an Arc System game. And not only that, uh, it's still balanced. And the characters are still way different from each other. You know, like when you play Street Fighter, you have Ryu, Ken, Sagat, Dan, Akuma. Like, all of these characters that all oh. play exactly the same. Sakura, but she's actually a little different. And some of them suck, and some of them don't, and some of them have more options, and some of them don't, but they all play exactly the fucking same! Like, it's, (laughs) okay, it's (laughs) it's all the same. Uh, And and in Arc System, you're never going to find two characters that play the same way. Even between their games. Like, (laughs) even when they're the same character, Noelle and Mew13 play completely different. Yeah, one of them's a robot that that summons swords from another dimension, and the other's a girl that does gun katas. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, like that's why I love Arc System because they're just like you know, what? and kudos to them. I got I gotta say this. I gotta bring this up again. Kudos to them for trying to, to get chicks into their game without being obnoxious about it. Instead of well, okay, they did put Trinity. Uh, in there, but Platinum Trinity was more of an homage to Sailor Moon than to get chicks in there. Yeah. But, but they, they're like, listen, what do chicks actually like in video games? And someone probably said, like, ponies, and that person got fired. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then someone was like, man, my girlfriend loves reading all the text in those bullshit games. They're like, that's it, story. Put a fuck ton of story in this game. Maybe bitches will love it. And a good tutorial system. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe it helped. I don't think it did because I think of female gamers as this myth we hear about. But, like, you know, like a unicorn. Like, dude's like, I saw a unicorn. I'm like, did you bring it back to the stable? No, it got away. And I'm like, you're a liar, sir. <laughs> maybe that unicorn ran off with Sasquatch because I think you're full of shit. But maybe it did bring in female gamers, but they tried. They tried and they weren't dicks about it. Yeah, and they and they the cool part we're gonna end on this note with Arc System. Here's here's the reason why you should definitely pick up an Arc System game. Aside from the fact that they have the best like they have some of the best tutorials and stuff like that online where you can like look up forums and this, that and the other thing. Like there's a Dust great, Loop. Yeah, like Dustloop.com, like their forums. They have a great community that supports all these games. 
But these are game. These are stand. We talked about it in the last episode as well. Standalone fighting games. Okay, where everything you need to know to be decently good at the game is in the game, in the tutorials, in the missions, in the everything. Okay, so you can get good at this game without having to log onto your computer and scroll through forums and look at YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can get everything you need from the game itself. You don't have to go outside and do this and do a research project on your character to come back with some combos for him. You don't have to sit down with your laptop next to your joystick, like, okay, all right, did I do this? Okay, all right, okay. And you just you don't have to do any of that. It's all in the game. And I gotta, I got, I bring it up almost every time it comes up. But the fact that you can hit select and make the computer do the combo so you can see the timing is essential. I don't understand how no one does this. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, Injustice, I can see it, because all the combos are streaming together, all the combo strings they already put in the game. They're three I, hits long. Like, all combos yeah. are three hits long. I get it. I, so Injustice, I can forgive it. But, like, every other game, I'm like, dude, just... Let me see how the combo's done. Show me the timing. And no one does it. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, Namco does it, but they only have a couple of combos that you can actually see in the thing. They're like, make it up. You're like, I don't, what? <laughs> I don't want to make it up. But this game, they're like, all right, here's your basic combo. Here's your advanced combo. Here's all your moves. Here's the timing to string your basic into your advanced. Like, you're, they literally, all of their... um training for each of these characters you start at the very basic level and then you learn all the moves and then you learn their basic combo and then you learn how to get from any of those basic combos into their advanced touch of death combo and it's that simple like you can literally go through this list and mark your progress with how well you're able to uh technically do play this character you know it's 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 very very well thought out. And they have a story mode. They have, you know, they have everything. They got the arcade. They got a great, there's no lag in their network games. Like, they've got a great fucking netcode system in place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bar. It's what I compare everything to. I'm like, man, if they only had an Arc System netcode in this game, it would be awesome. So, yeah, so closing it out, congratulations on 25 years, Arc System. You guys are awesome. Keep making your games. We're going to be looking out for um, for uh, Blaze Blue, uh, the new Blaze Blue. I think it's coming to consoles uh, later this year because uh, it's already out in Japan, but it's not coming out to consoles in the U.S. for a little while. Maybe so, we yeah. get two new characters out of it. Yeah, we, I think we get more than that because they're, uh, they're adding to it for the console version. Yeah, you get, the, the, you get Hazuma when he was still Taromi. Yeah. And he looks like a weird psychopath. That looks like fun. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. All right, so let's move on to our main, our main event here. So what we're talking about is how, so, okay, you wake up tomorrow and you say, you know what? Fuck the dumb shit. I want to be a pro player. I want to be, I, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in the mindset. You know, I, I'm ready to go. Uh, you know, I have no connections to this world. I'm going to go and become a pro video game player. Like, why not? It's been my dream. I want to be the best there ever was at this video game, uh, which we think here at Keepy Classy is awesome. You should do that. 
Because yep. we need as many awesome pro players in the scene as possible. And it is a noble, albeit very difficult, well, <laughs> it, is a, it, is a, it is a unique quest that you are about to go on. All right? So, first and foremost, the first thing that I... And this is actually... You may or may not agree with me on this. If you're going to become a professional video game player, a professional fighting game player specifically, I would I think you need some financial stability in your life before you do this. Okay. <laughs> and here's here's what I mean by this. Uh, the reason I say this is that, yes, you're going to be dedicating hours and hours and hours and hours of your life to this video game. But if you have to do that and worry about how you're going to make rent, then you're not going to really be able to succeed until you're competing at a level where you're winning consistently and you're actually making money on the game and you decide to sort of wean your job out. Don't quit your job if you want to become a pro player, okay? <laughs> have some... <laughs> Have some sort of financial security that's going to that's going to help give you, give you some. It's going to give you the confidence to to dedicate nine hours at a time to this game. You know, I can just picture that. Like, mom, dad, I said, "Fuck you to Starbucks." I bought a joystick, and I'm going to become a pro fighting game player. So I'm just going to move into the basement because <laughs> because uh, yeah, I quit my job. And I'm just going to just crack out on this and just, I can just picture that conversation. Yeah. And, uh, it just sounds, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But, and because one of the main things that you need as a pro player, if you're going to go from casual to pro, you need an unending well of self-confidence. Okay. A never ending well of self-confidence. And if you lose a match, and then you go home and you eat your cup of ramen because you can't afford to have real food and all you can afford is Jack Daniels and cup ramen, you're going to give up and it's, you're not going to get there. So you need to have something in your life that gives you – like you need to have all your other ducks in a row so that you can truly give yourself to this process. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah you know, college is a good place to do it because, yeah. you know, you got – you already got your parents flipping the bill for your room and board. And, you know, they do – I think they do Wednesday Night Fights at UC Irvine, don't they? Uh, they do it down in Irvine, but they do it at uh, uh, Super Arcade. Ah, there you go. So, I mean, like, <clears throat> like college is the perfect place to do it. And, like, and the perfect thing is if you're uh, – because I have a buddy that used to go to Wednesday Night Fights because he lives in Southern California. So he just went down there, and he would see how well he would do against the pro players. He didn't do that well, but he did all right. <laughs> but it was a good way for him to um, see where he stood, you know? Right. And so, so that's the first thing is make sure that you have some security in your life before you go do this. And you can do it at any age, okay? It's not – there's not – there's players who are old, you know, have kids who are still professional players in this community uh, you know, and you don't – it's not like being a professional athlete. You don't have a, a, a half-life to your career, okay? So, you know, yeah, have your – get your ducks in a row. But, okay, let's assume you got your ducks in a row, all right? You got a, you got a pretty decent job. You can, you can get by. You're fine, and you have the time that you need to, uh, to dedicate to this process, and it's something you want to do. 
So the first thing after that is I would recommend you need to what here's here's what you need to do to be you need to start developing a presence in the community. Good, bad, or ugly, you need to start because you know if you're going to be a pro player, it's a business man trying to make money, yeah. right? You need to get a stream, and you start streaming your matches. You need to make YouTube videos, and you need to go to local tournaments regularly. And you need to start building a reputation for yourself within the community. Even if that reputation is that douchebag that loses all the time, if you can make, if you can make money as a pro player douchebag that loses all the time, you're, you will be as, you'll have more success than 99% of everybody else that plays fighting games, okay? Like, you know, or if you can be the guy who, you know, if, as long as you're more popular than that one chick that plays Zanju, that's, that's always a Wednesday night fight, so you forget about, then you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know her name? No, I don't. She's I don't. always, she's is this Asian chick, she's always there, she plays Zanji, and I can never remember her name. I don't, I don't know. Nope. If you're I, more popular I, I, than her, you're doing good. Yeah, I've only seen her in the finals like once or twice actually on the stream. But beside the point, you need to start developing a reputation for yourself. Because remember also, a lot of professional players make most of their money by streaming. Okay. By letting people watch and get in on their practice time, get in on their world. And since you're going to be spending nine hours, well, not nine hours, you're going to be spending several hours a day practicing this, why not get a stream going, get yourself on Twitch, get yourself on YouTube, make a little extra scratch from the viewers that you can see, okay? And if you go, then you go to the community, and it's only going to, it's only going to snowball, all right? Pick up the, you pick up the sticks, you start streaming, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to be this big personality. I mean, eventually you should, but let people in on the process, okay? Let people in on your process as you're playing through the games, because we can all empathize. You know, we watch you get cheesed out by a Superman. We're going <laughs> to get, get angry with you. Yeah, we're going to be with your side. So, yes, go to your local scene regularly, and if you don't have a local scene... Well, streaming is also is, is, is important. <laughs> I like how it was just like if you don't have a local scene, fuck. Uh, no. <laughs> well, for, if you don't have a local scene, you find a local scene uh, somewhat close to you. And remember, you've got some financial security, so you go to a couple of tournaments a year. Okay, get out of the basement, drive somewhere. Okay, and work on starting your own, because. Being a pro player does not just mean showing up to a tournament and winning, okay? Being a pro player is the whole package. You know, you are a marketable personality. You have, uh, you have some clout within the community. People want to watch you, okay? You, you know, you watch, like, even if Alex Valle, Justin Wong, Ricky Ortiz, Filipino champ, uh, PR Balrog, even if those guys like get on the stream and lose, I don't care because I know them from being around and I like watching them play. You know, it triggers something in my mind where I go, you know, I'm like, oh, Daigo's playing. I love Daigo. I've watched Daigo play before. I watched his stream. I watched this. I watched his video. Oh, he lost. Well, that's okay. I still like watching Daigo play. If I, I could be watching the best player in the world 
And I, if I've never heard his name before that tournament, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Right. Like I don't, I don't really care. And if you're trying to get sponsored, which is our next topic, you need, people need to care before you get picked up. Okay. That's an important thing in every, that people in esports keep forgetting is like half the reason people love a lot of pro players is because of their story, who they are and all their bullshit. So I, <clears throat> You gotta remember, like, if you get out there, you know, you get out, you get, you get yourself out there, and people start seeing you play. You kind of develop a personality just from how you play, and then people start liking you and become interested in your story. And then, if you're that guy, that's like, you know, I had to drive two hours for this tournament. You know, I just wanted to see how I was doing, and I realized I loved it. You know, talk to people, get out there, let people hear your story, because then people care when they see you play. They care. They're like, dude, that's the guy that drove two hours and he won or he got third. But, you know, at least he he drove all the way out here. You know, I can't wait to see him become a better player. Yeah. And I mean, this sounds so very complicated, like you have to, like, network yourself and this whole thing. And to a certain extent, you do. But listen, you practice a lot. You let people watch. You go make friends like that's (laughs) okay. Like that's this is what we're talking about here. Okay. So, you know, you have to get out there. And so as a pro player, if you're going to go from casual to pro, now we're not going to get into the details of how you should be practicing every, uh, you know, what you should be doing when you practice every day, regardless is to say, uh, you know, you should be practicing a lot. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you, oh, you have to block 30 fireballs a day. You have to play a hundred million matches a day. Like there's, everybody's going to have their own system. You should be playing a lot every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Uh, that's that's the most important thing. Every day, every day, find time to do it, okay? Uh, but the goal is to get sponsored by a company. Mad Cats or Level Up or uh, First Attack or Cross Counter or, you know, like whatever. You get, you get sponsored by... Or shit, uh, get on a team like Evil Geniuses. Yeah, yeah. Evil Geniuses or uh, Complexity. Bar. Marn, you know, there's there's tons of teams that are coming out of the woodworks now for this. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to get picked up by one of these teams, okay, you need to be a good person. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, I'm gonna say that right now. You're being ridiculous. You, uh, you mean? To get someone to pay you to play a video game, you have to be a reasonable human being and likable. You're crazy. Let me let me let me let me put it to you this way, okay? So you've got two people, and you're looking at two people in the tournament, right? There's two people playing each other in the tournament. One of them is, uh, you know, he's a dude. He looks like he took a shower. He's got his hair cut. You know, he he came in a collared shirt. He looks good. He looks like he's he's emotionally stable he plays a he plays a unique character and you know he's in good shape he looks like he eats more than you know fucking ho-hos and 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 cup ramen all day and he plays and he plays good he plays good and and you know he's great next marketable he's marketable next to him is this dude that looks like he crawled out of a sewer basement right (laughs) obviously hasn't seen the sun in many, many, many weeks, okay, and he plays 
Another unique character. Fine. But he looks like he hasn't showered. He looks like he hasn't really taken... He doesn't take good care of himself. You don't know whether he's got a knife in his pocket. You know, like... <laughs> like, that's fine. You know? And you're like, okay. Uh, right. They play. The weirder-looking guy wins with his... Like, he just... He dominates the shit out of this other guy. All right? He dominates the shit out of our more marketable guy. The sponsor comes up to both of them, and he says, Hey, guys, how you doing? And he goes up to... Goes up to the guy that won. He says, hey, congrats on that. He goes, yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, you know. I, uh, yeah. Uh, what's up? My name's Jerry. And then he, like, brushes his hand on his shirt to get all the sweat off and, like, tries <laughs> to shake it. You know, he gives you one of those. And the sponsor goes, ah, okay. Turns to his opponent after Jerry stumbles off. And he goes, uh, say, so, hey, man, you know, you play, uh, you play Hakan. Uh, but you fought hard. That was a good match. And he goes, yeah, thanks, man. You know, I drove like two hours to get here, dude. It's, uh, but I just love it. I love being here. I love being around these people. And I practice every day for this. And, you know, I lost. But I came here to do this, and I'm just going to get stronger from it, right? Guy goes, here's a contract. You're going to be one of our fucking players on the Mad Cats team. Okay? Like, oh, it's a dream. That's but, – but, like, do you see – the difference here, you winning in fighting games has nothing to do with your ability to be marketable and successful as a professional player. Okay? I mean, eventually, you want to make sure you at least place in the top eight most of the time. But you don't have to have the big W to become a pro player. Okay? You don't have to be the most dominant player in the scene. And in fact, some of the more dominant players in the scene still don't have sponsorship. And there's a reason for that, okay? And the reason is, is if they aren't marketable and they don't have a presence in the community, I mean, think about it. You're someone trying to pick a guy up. You want people that are going to want to watch them, right? Yeah. Or right. hate on them. I mean, it's another thing if they're, if you're like, you're playing this guy, like, you know, you're playing Noel, like Noel Brown. People love to hate that dude. That's, mar- <laughs> that's marketable, okay? He's a like, spectacular dish. Yeah, it's- like, it, yeah. You know, it's weird, like, because I, I hate Filipino champ, God, because he talks so much shit, even though I hear he's a nice person in real life. Everyone's like, no, he's really cool. I'm like, fuck that. He talks so much shit. I hate him. But, like, Noel Brown, I love to hate that dude, man. <laughs> like, it's like it's like watching pro wrestling, you know? I'm like, oh, man, fuck that guy. He's got nothing on the Hogan, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. He threads that needle very well. Like, uh, I hate, I hate that guy, but I don't want him to die in a fire. I do want to see him lose, but I don't want to see him die in a fire. It's very strange. It's very, it's, he's threading that needle, and I just, I, I can't tell you how to do it, but he does it well. So, so far, what, what we have, we have play the game regularly, every single day, many hours a day. Let people watch you. Make friends. Be a good person. Okay? Those are skills you need to be uh, a pro player. Also, you gotta be you gotta be able to um, put up with a lot of shit. Yes. You're gonna hear you're gonna meet a lot of weirdos. You're bound to run into the occasional Aries that's gonna talk mad shit to you. Yeah. You're gonna you know, but you gotta you gotta be able to keep your mind on one. It's just a game, and it's a game that you're trying to learn how to win at. <laughs> so, 
just fuck all the dumb shit, just focus on the game. And and remember, even if you lose, every loss is a learning experience. So you just got to keep learning. Well, and not only that, you need to be, because you make a good point, you're going to meet a lot of weird people. Another reason streaming is so important is you need to get used to playing in front of an audience. Oh, God, yes. That's another big thing. I've seen so many good, like, online players. Like, they, they stream they do good at their home arcade with their friends, and then they get to a tournament and they just fucking choke. Yeah, because it's it's this is another reason why you need to be you have to have some stability in your life because you need the confidence to walk into a room with thousands of people, and even if you don't have the confidence to talk to all one thousand of them, you need to have the peace of mind where you can be like, I'm here to win this game right now, and that's what you're focusing on. You know, you're not focusing on putting on a show or doing this, doing that, or kicking the other dude's ass. You're just focusing on winning at this game. Okay? Which brings us to what... Let's talk a little bit about the difference between a casual player and a pro player in terms of their mindset and in terms of their skill set. All right? So, in terms of their skill set, you have to have done your research as a pro player. You do have to sit down and learn... Not only what your character can do, but what every other character can do to your character. Part of that comes from just playing online a lot. But part of it comes you you have to you have to take it off the court a little bit and do some research. Read, understand, look at videos and, and, and realize that your character has weaknesses <laughs> okay that that will be exploited by a very wide variety of people and characters. And you need to understand that this won't this isn't just your practice time isn't just going to be in front of the PlayStation 3. You you should be thinking about this constantly. When you have time in front of the computer, you research it, you look at it, you immerse yourself uh in understanding the skill set of your character and of you. Like you have weaknesses as a person as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh God, don't even get me started on mine. We've talked about them in depth in other yeah. podcasts. And 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 so you have to be really, really introspective about what your skill set is, what your character skill set is, and not be ashamed of it. Okay, like if you're <laughs> if you are so good at doing, uh, you know, at grappling characters, but you see other people winning with these top tier characters that aren't your grappling characters don't lie to yourself by thinking you're going to pick up a new character and do better with them. Okay. Pick play. If your skill set is with grapplers, play grapplers. It doesn't matter if you, again, the W isn't all important. If you want to make money as a fighting game player. Okay. It has to do with you becoming a presence in the community, being a good person, making friends, playing regularly, and and showing up at the scene, okay? Like that's more important than picking Yun and climbing into the top eight, okay? Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta go out there because they're they're sponsoring you to get their name out there. They're like, oh, that's the guy on Mad Cats, you know, that guy, the guy that's always out there, the guy I like watching his stream, the guy who I like watching interview, you know, with the shoutcasters and stuff like that. If you're a fucking, I'm trying to think of a good analogy of a mediocre um, sports player that's very popular. Um, 
I can't well, think of it off the top of my head now. Yeah, but here's here's like the that. thing too: is it's not like you're nobody and then you win the lottery, okay? They're the 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 people you know are are the best players in the world, but they aren't the only professional fighting game players out there, okay? There are, there is a community of professional fighting game players that play and are paid to play that don't necessarily win 100% of the time, is what we're trying to say, okay? Really, you just need the sponsorship, you need to be a part of a team, and you'll be making money whether you win or not, okay? Like, you can, you can make this happen for yourself if you, if you, uh, if you realize what your skills are and, and exploit them, okay? And figure out how to make them work for you, okay? And uh, so mindset, right? We talked about it a little bit before. You need to be able to think beyond the match itself. You need to be able to think long term about your winning and losing. Okay, it's not about winning and losing. It's about getting better, right? Yep, it's about getting better, learning from your mistakes. And um, man, I'm trying trying to think of if I'm if I'm forgetting anything here. Well, we talked about it before where if you the, – the difference between a casual mindset and a professional mindset is that a casual player will play just to win that match. And they'll get frustrated and you know they'll allow themselves to get flustered because all of their success is based on that one match. A professional player is going to base their success on winning 75 out of their next 100 matches. Okay, and a casual and a professional player is going to yeah, and and again a professional player is going to be looking at their progress from win number one to win number seventy five. Okay, that is how you are changing your mindset from casual to professional. Is because you're looking at this game long term. You're looking at it as a way of you. You're looking at your success being based on your growth, as opposed to your uh, your victories. And uh, you don't. And, and then when it comes to actually being in the game, your mindset isn't about winning or losing. You're not thinking about winning or losing. You're thinking about reacting to what is happening in real time right in front of you. And then uh, you know the success will come from there, right? Yeah, living in the present. Living. Living in the present and working towards the future. So yeah, so hopefully that helps you guys out. Uh, if you want to become a pro oh, player, that's. Funny. I was, I was, I apologize. That was, that was so corny. I apologize. That was just because I'm sober. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you have the present and moving towards the future could be the lamest thing I have said this month. And that, oof. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Like, okay, so here's, so to break it down for you, your steps to become a pro player, play often, play regularly, immerse yourself in your game. Learn everything about it, you know, and, and let it become something that you're constantly thinking about. Because we always become the things that we think about regularly, okay? Sec- uh, uh, then you need to have uh, – you need to stream. You need to get used to people watching you play. And you need to start developing a personality within this community. You have to be a good person, okay? You have to be someone that's – uh, uh, a business, someone who's trying to try and make money off of a human being can walk up to you and be like, I can make some money off of you. You're pretty cool. Yeah, you're a nice looking guy. Let's do this. You're a nice guy. Not a nice looking guy, but you're a nice, you're a nice guy. You got a good personality. <laughs> That's a hell of an assumption. 
You can be pretty and good at fighting games. It happens. Yeah, you can. But what I'm saying is, is being pretty is is second takes second to having a good personality. Ridiculous, douchey, or otherwise, but you need to have something. Okay, and you need to make friends. <laughs> yeah, you need to make friends, and you need to start changing your mindset from the local. I need to beat my buddy in a basement mindset to my growth over a set of weeks, you know, to from I need to win this match to how am I going to react to this fireball in a way that's going to get me that next hit. And it all sort of uh, snowballs from there. So, yeah, so if you guys uh, have any questions about that, again, send us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Now, our character of the week this week is Phoenix. Oh, okay. This, I, I, this you know, let me just let me just start this off. I gotta put a disclaimer. I saw I saw that you you know we wanted we wanted to do this thing about Phoenix. Now another responsible person that run that has a podcast would totally pop in Ultimate Marvel, play Phoenix, look up some stuff, you know, give some solid advice. <laughs> I hate this bitch. I hate her in the comic book. If she was real, I would hate her in real life. I hate her in this game. She is terrible. <laughs> she is just, she is everything that is wrong with Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. Everything bro, you do. They don't play her as much anymore. No, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cause it's like everything you do in Ultimate Marvel changes when that bitch is involved. You can see it all the time. Like, you see a tournament, someone's playing Ultimate Marvel, and then there's one dude who's like, hey, I play a Phoenix team. And you, you almost feel the guy who's playing sigh, like, oh, okay, how did I practice my anti-Phoenix shit? Okay, this and this. Every guy, like, if you want to, like, we're talking about want to be pro. If you want to be pro in Ultimate Marvel, the one thing that's going to take you by, like, out of the blue is you got to learn an anti-Phoenix strategy with your favorite team. And if your favorite team can't do it, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's just all because of Phoenix. And, like, every time I hear someone go, like, oh, we want her to be epic. That's why we give her that dark Phoenix shit. It's like, fuck you and fuck what you're about. That bitch is broken. She isn't fun to watch, and she isn't fun to play against. Yeah, so for – let just as a because we're going to be talking about this a lot, so you guys understand. Phoenix in Ultimate Marvel, she has the lowest amount of health in the entire game. But the kicker with Phoenix is, first of all, she does a fuck ton of damage. And if you save up five bars of super meter, so if you get maximum super meter, and she dies while you have all five of those bars, she comes back to life again as a second character known as Dark Phoenix, who is. The best character in the game does the most damage and can instantly kill any other character with a very, very simple set of combos. And on top of all that, so on top of the fact that when you add Phoenix to your team, you get, instead of having a three-person team, a four-person team. On top of all of that, she, first of all, she has her own set of supers that can chip you the fuck out. Her only quote-unquote weakness is that she has no health and that she constantly loses she, she constantly loses health uh over time but if you get x factor it cancels that 
So if you use the comeback mechanic in the game, like most people save their comeback mechanic for the last character, you uh, you can basically negate everything that's wrong with her. Oh, <laughs> with the exception the of the health. And if you have if you have X Factor and she's Dark Phoenix, you can do that stupid ground trap infinite and kill one character. You like you hit him with that and you keep doing that one move over and over again, that character will die. Yeah. And she again, she is one of those characters where she can kill your entire team twice in the span of a single X Factor. She is that powerful. Because she's got a teleport, she's got projectiles, and when she turns into Dark Phoenix, all of her normal moves, like just pushing a button, causes a projectile to it to form. Like, yeah, like give her extra Yeah, like she gets projectiles just by pushing buttons and by doing... Co- okay, so... Okay, so you may be asking yourself, hey, hey, keep it classy, guys. That bitch sounds crazy. How does she even exist in this game? We don't know. <laughs> we don't we don't know. We can only tell you what we what we've been told, which is uh, you know, Seth Killian's like, "Hey, you know, she's Phoenix. She's the destroyer of worlds, man. Like she's got a the Phoenix Force. She blows up planets and shit like that. We got to make her epic." Now, let alone the fact that you have <laughs> in this game a character that can chop submarines in half a character that controls the power cosmic, okay, you have... <laughs> no, man, I mean, where to like, begin? There's, there's even more. There's an octopus that controls a whole dimension of chaos. I mean, there's Dr. Doom with his gypsy magic and science, for Christ's sake. But you know what? You know what kills me? Is everyone has to be epic, right? Everyone, they want these characters to be epic, but Hagar can still end it all with a pipe, you know? <laughs> And then, so it's like, you have all these crazy powerful people, he's like, I control the power cosmic, and they get taken out by a pipe, but the only person that's still epic that can beat the pipe, Phoenix. It's Phoenix. I hate that bitch. There's no point of her in this game. If they had just left her without the Dark Phoenix, made her a zoning character, and gave her some more health, she'd be fine. Or but if this, they gave her Dark Phoenix a time limit, they're like, you got ten seconds. <laughs> like, five bars gets you ten seconds of Dark Phoenix. No, fuck that. Because that's all it takes for you to kill one and a half characters. Like, and if, and if you give it to a pro, that's two characters easy in ten seconds. As soon as that person jumps in, it's going to be a mix-up. It's, oh my god, she's going to throw me? Am I going to eat all the little weird Phoenix feathers that she's throwing around all over the place? No. Fuck that. Dark Phoenix is the worst part of the Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. So, okay, so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just... I'm just... I hate it so much. I hate it so much. And I she's, just... She's a little bit much. And, and like... Yeah, like, they're like, we want her to be epic. I'm like, there's a dude that eats planets in this game. <laughs> Why can't he do... Like, what? And she's like, I want her to be epic. And then you have, like... I'm like, why do you want her to be epic... When she's going to be fighting against the single mom with gauntlets that have electricity running through them, okay? <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, why are you? Why do you want her to be epic when you're? She's gonna go against a against Captain America, who's just a dude with a shield. Like, <laughs> why? Why does she have to be epic? Why is she in the game then? Why not just put Jean fucking Gray in the game and let that be the thing? Okay, but anyway. 
Yeah. No, you know, we got we got all this. digress. But how do we how do you beat how do you play against Phoenix? Because to play as Phoenix means you save up five bars, you don't use supers. And that's another thing. The like, is you don't get to use supers. Come on. All you got to do is pick some characters that have touch of death combos without a super and you'll be fine. Mm. Uh but yeah, you know, you save up five bars, she turns into Dark Phoenix, you learn a couple of mix-ups, and then you just, if they don't have X-Factor, you chip them out. Because yeah. everything she does causes a projectile. And if they do have X-Factor, you use your X-Factor, and you cross them up with her crazy teleports and all kinds of other crazy shit. And all you have to do is ABC launch, they're dead. Next character, mix-up, ABC launch, they're dead. Next character, like, literally, this is what you're doing with Dark Phoenix. Next character, ABC launch, dead. That's it. You're done. Hey, you win. You're so great. You're so great at this game. Uh, you know. You know what? You know what? There's <laughs> there's actually tons of videos on anti phoenix fucking strats. And the only the only good thing about phoenix is it got. I will say this. It got pros in the habit of using the snapback more often. So now, when there's no Phoenix, you can see they'll snap back, like kick a character out of the ring, and try and bring in like that their opponent's favorite character and kill that person. Because with Phoenix, whenever you're fighting someone, you gotta snap whoever's in there out and get them to bring in Phoenix, and you gotta fuck that bitch up before she gets five meters. Yes, that is but, that is the thing. Is that's the one anti-Phoenix strategy is you use what's called the snapback, where you spend a meter to knock the character that they have in out and replace it with a character of your choice. So you need to do that. You need to get Phoenix in before five bars. Most of the time, that's going to be kind of difficult to do. If you can't do that, and she does, the worst happens that she does turn into Dark Phoenix. Okay, you need to learn what your character's safe supers are because you're literally it's going to be you know those uh those old like movies where you have the two samurai with their swords sheathed and then like in an instant they both draw at the same time and and there's like a single cut that happens and then one of them dies like it's gonna be like that where she turns into dark phoenix she's gonna teleport or do some ridiculous move and you have to draw your sword faster and in a better way than her because if you hit her with a super, she'll die. Like, granted, she yeah. takes one super, she's dead. You have to find your invulnerable supers. You have to find your invulnerable combos and setups. And then you just have to just fucking guess. When she That's comes right. in, she's going to teleport behind you. She's going to do it. You have to f- just be, you have to predict it. And you have to let loose with an invulnerable move. And if you hit her, she'll die. If you don't, you're going to die. That's it. Like, that's the, so much fun. Right? I mean, I wish I, I wish there was more to it than that, but you're not yeah. going to be able to get close to her. I mean, really. there's, some, there's some characters that are good against her, like Dormammu yeah. and um, Doom's Hidden Missiles. But Dormammu can cover the screen in projectiles. Like, that's yeah. why. And yeah, Doom's Hidden Missiles a hit regardless, so if, even if she combos you, maybe you hit her between A and B of her ABC combo before you're dead. <laughs> like, I got, I got nothing. I, I, like I said, I feel like I owe all of our listeners an apology because I could have looked it up. I could have played her. I could tell you all the stuff, but no, I hate her. The same thing. Still would have been the same her. thing. Yeah, I know. And it, it's, it's crazy because like you can snap her back. Who almost fell out of my chair. Ah, her mom. Okay. But like, <laughs> like you, you snap her in 
But then she's a runaway zoning character when she's not Dark Phoenix. And so yeah. what always happens is that you snap the bitch in, she double jumps, and she starts spamming moves to slowly fall until she can fucking switch with a hard tag with someone else. Or they just do that Phoenix thing where she flies across the screen and a DHC in another character. Because it's, it's worth wasting the two meters just to get her out of there. Because what? One Doom loop will get you two meters anyway. So fuck it. Tag in Doom. Let him do some work with his foot dives. That's my man. And then <laughs> just get that five meters back. And then boom. Phoenix is a fucking problem again. All right. Well, let's. So that's it for Phoenix. Again, Phoenix Character of the Week was submitted. By you, the people. And uh, if you want to submit a character of the week, just send us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to fa- round things out with a quick question and answer. Oh, oh uh, wait, before we, before we do that, also, I would like to give some life advice. Phoenix is a prime example of why you should never trust a redhead. It always ends in heartache and pain, okay? This is just, I'm letting you know from experience... <laughs> And from watching other people suffer, never trust a redhead. All right. So our, uh, our Q&A is sent to us from, uh, from Brolafont. So this Brolafont asks, I have a small group that I play with regularly. My problem is that they will often get frustrated and quit after only a few difficult losses. I try to give advice or point out certain things I notice throughout the course of the match, but that seems to make the problem worse. How can I get my friends to rage less, enjoy more, and generally look forward to our game nights? Thank you, Brolafont. So, so Savage, how do you get them to tech the throws <laughs> without, without the 30-minute lecture? I just, oh, man, that's, you know, that's a tough one. Like, oh, that's a tough call. Because, all right, all right. So, one, I find the best way to do it is... Uh, is one, when your friends are around, don't play your best character. Like, pick your C-list character. Not even B-list. Pick your C-list character so you can still give it your all. Because nothing's worse than when your friend is just half-assing it. And you're like, you're bullshitting me. I know you're better than this. So you don't want to you don't wanna bullshit your friends. I suggest you start with your C-list character. And, you know, you're still going to probably kick their ass, but it'll be closer matches. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, it's all on your friend. They gotta, they gotta just, I don't know what to tell you, dude, because I've lost many friends over this. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's, oh. here's what I would say is, uh, when you, <laughs> what you sh- <laughs> this is, this is hard, like, this is a hard question. Because, you know, when you play with your friends, and it, it's never fun to lose, alright? It's never fun to lose in a fighting game. And, the way that you can talk to your friends, because here's the thing is I don't think your friends want <laughs> advice most of the time. Most of the time, I guess what I'm saying is your friends know what they're doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you're nice, first of all, if you're a nice person, you say, hey, you, you, you know, you be nice and you tell them, look, man, like, you know, you shouldn't give up and don't give up and this is going to be, you know, there's ways you can get around this. I was I was watching. I think if you did it this way instead of this, you know, you might be a little bit better. And if you tried this instead of that, you know, like, but I think the key is don't 
Talk to them right after they lose, okay? <laughs> when someone when it, when you see it getting to that point, you feel it, right? You feel it getting to that point. And this has happened with our group too a couple of times. We stop. We go, all right, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. Let's get some food. Let's what you know. You get up, you take a break. Then after all of the, you know, you're getting your drink, you, you're 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 taking a break from the game. That is when the time comes when you go, oh, yeah, man. So. How about that Superman cheese, right? This is what he's – and you go, hey, but, you know, I was, I was watching this video that you could do this and this, and, and they'll be more receptive to it when it's not directly after the loss has happened. You know yeah. what I mean? You know the time after the, after the loss and there's that awkward silence and you don't want to make eye contact. And it's like, don't look at him because I don't want him to see me smiling and I don't want to look into the eyes of death. You know, like that. You want to let that time pass. Yeah, and 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 remember, like we always recommend that you break up your game nights so it's not just nine hours of you sitting and clickety clackety 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 all night. Okay, you can still be all about the video games, but take breaks to sit and talk and enjoy being with your friends, and that can be a time to sort of decompress and debrief what's happened during the matches. And if you really want to make a hot, if you want to do a hot fix. Do a, do a random match. Do random match. Pick up random characters. You know, play around. Do you know? Do switch online. Take turns. You know, mix it up so that it's not just, you know, so that you're not just piling more shit on top of this rage. That's true. And what, <laughs> whatever you do, whatever you do, don't do what I sometimes do, which is strike when there's blood in the water, because then that's just gonna make them rage quit and go home. <laughs> Exactly. Cause no, you know, nothing's better than that one moment, and uh, you just look at him and you just you just smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't, you don't want to do that. As tempting as it is to be like, uh, so you take those throws often, and then they'd like snap, and then they fucking leave. You know, okay, uh, don't all do right, that. I got I got to put this out there though, because. Because Pac here, what he likes to do, and he does, and the best part is, he didn't even realize he did it, was if he kills you with a super, during the animation, he takes his hands off the controller and crosses his arms and just watches it. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did it. And, and so he just, like a super villain, like, oh, my doomsday weapon is finally activated, and he just watches. <laughs> I never knew I did it. I never knew that I did that I did that, and I don't do it as much now because I play with the because I well first of all because I play with the controller and I don't use a lot of supers and in injustice. But when I would play with a stick, like when we would play uh, Street Fighter Four, I play Zangief and I would hit with my ultras and my uh, special moves like his spinning pile driver a lot. And it's like a five second animation just for the regular spinning pile driver. For the ultra, you're there for a movie, okay? So, <laughs> he does it, and I know I've killed them, so I'm like, all right, cool. Cross, and I would just sit and kind of wa- cross my arms and watch it. I didn't even realize that it bugged them, but I totally, totally Dr. Doom it when I, when I get supers. Because you're fucking smiling the whole time. You're just so fucking proud of yourself. And, <laughs> and it's like, fuck this dude, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I can't, and I, and I've, I've gotten better at it, people at home. I've got it, I've gotten better at it, classy, classy people. But yeah, no, I every now and again I'll catch myself like setting the controller down and like crossing my arms and like watching watching the the demise of a friend. <laughs> like 
But and uh, the best part is, like, last week you were judging me, like, oh, man, you made a little kid cry playing a fighting game. I'm like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> You've made your friends cry, like... <laughs> I totally, it's totally one of those, like, compulsions that I, I never knew I did until you guys pointed it out. But, uh, but yeah, we've, we've gotten off topic. But the point is, learn to break up your game nights a little bit more and talk to your friends not directly after they've lost and, and try to stay positive, especially when you play. If you rage too, it's going to just kind of create a bad environment. So stay, if, stay positive and try to... In- Try to give your friends outlets for their rage, like liquor or like, um, you know, just taking a break to go talk or, or, or hang out a little bit or talk about whatever. So, so yeah, so that's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, unless you have anything else to add, Savage, why don't you just sign us off? Hey, all right. I got one thing to add, one thing. This, this, we've been throwing out a lot of life lessons this episode, so I want to say, hey, hey, guys, remember – Get your life together. It'll make it easier to win in the game. Don't trust redheads. And stay sexy. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next time. (laughs) 